Welcome to the Fisher and Phillips Wage and Hour podcast. This is a podcast that explores questions and ideas associated with an employer's desire to pay their employees properly. I am Haygood Ty, and I have the pleasure of serving as the co-chair of our firm's Wage and Hour practice groups. Today, we're going to be talking about the subject of office parties, charity events, volunteering, and how and whether we should be paying our employees who engage in these activities. I'm joined by two colleagues that I have the great pleasure of working with on a regular basis, Matt Korn, based in our Columbia, South Carolina office, and Erica Wilson, based in our Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania office. Both Matt and Erica are very involved in our wage and hour practice group, and are also regularly litigating class and collective action lawsuits involving wage and hour claims. And as I mentioned earlier, I have the great fortune of getting to work with them often on some of our more complicated cases. So today, Erica, when we think about these topics, office parties, charity events, and volunteering, one of the questions that I hear from clients periodically is if we've got employees that are going to volunteer for a charitable cause, do I as the employer have to pay them for the time they spend on their volunteering efforts? So, hey, good. That really depends on the context that the employee has been asked to volunteer, of course. So if you look into the, the CFR, the Code of Federal Regulations, there's a specific note in there where it says that Congress didn't intend to discourage volunteer activities. What they're looking to do is just make sure that employees aren't being unfairly coerced into volunteering for things and then not getting paid for it. So if you look into the regulations about civic and charitable work, they say that you know it depends on is the employer directing the volunteering? Is the employer asking the employees to do the volunteering work? Is it required to be on the employer's premises? or is it voluntary and outside of normal working hours? So if you have, for example, a regular annual mandatory volunteering event that happens around the holidays and it's on the work site, then based off of those factors, that time would likely be compensable time and you'd have to pay the employee for it. However, if you, as many employers do, set up a food bank volunteering event, it's outside of normal working hours, it's entirely voluntary, then that's not going to be compensable because, you know, lots of organizations want to, especially around the holidays, put together opportunities for their employees to come together and volunteer. And so the question is, are you making them or are you letting them choose to do it of their own accord? Well, great, Erica. Thank you. That's good advice. And I imagine sometimes we have to look a little bit closely to make sure that we don't have, you know, a supervisor or manager who's really voluntold, you know, somebody's being voluntold to go. In other words, it has to be truly voluntary and not a situation where somebody feels they're obligated to go because their manager or supervisor asked them to do so. So Matt, switching gears here for a second, another issue that comes up from time to time is we've got employees who maybe want to improve their skill set, prepare themselves for a promotional opportunity, and as a result, they participate in training. Do employers have an obligation to pay employees for training in situations like that? Yeah, it's a, another good question, Hey, good. So with respect to training, the, the regulations that Erica referenced earlier, they set out 
kind of a four part test to determine whether training is compensable work time or not. And, and each of the four factors has to be met for it to not be compensable work time. If, if they're not met, it would be um, time that you have to pay the employee for. So first factor is, is it outside normal hours? So if it's something that's taking place during the employee's regular working hours or scheduled time, um, then it would be compensable. So if you have a training program and it's, you know, at 10 a.m. on Monday and they're supposed to work nine to five and they decide to do that training, then you have to pay them for that time. The DOL takes the position that if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to have to pay them for the training, then you need to require that they do the training outside of their normal working hours. Factor two is it voluntary. So if your company has a training program or some kind of educational requirement that you require employees to do as part of their job, um, and it's mandatory, then you have to pay them for the time. So it has to be something truly voluntary that they're doing on their own. Factor number three, is it job related? So generally, if the training is something that's related to their job, then it is compensable work time. You know, again, even if it's outside normal working hours, if it's job related, typically you have to pay for it. There are some very narrow, limited exceptions to the job related requirement. If you have employees that are getting CEUs, for instance, then they may fit into one of the exceptions to the job relatedness prong, but it's definitely something you want to look at. And then fourth and finally, no other work is concurrently performed. So if the employees are doing a training and you're sending them emails, asking them to do things while they're at the training program, then the time they're spending working, even though they're at a training program, would be compensable time. So in order to Again, if, if any of these four factors is met, um, you know, in terms of it's during regular work hours, it's mandatory, it's job related or they're doing work, then you have to pay for the time. If all four, if they just decide voluntarily to do a training program outside of the normal work hours, that's something they just want to do to, you know, out of general interest and they're not working for you, then you wouldn't have to pay for the time. Well, Matt, thanks. That's that's very interesting because we know that employers many times offer training programs and most of the time when it's offered, these training programs do need to be paid because they rarely satisfy all four of the requirements that you've outlined, though, of course, there are differences. Now, Erica, we're heading into a season when there are a lot of holiday parties and social events and things like that going on. Are there wage hour concerns or issues that we need to think through in connection with our efforts or plans to hold these parties? Absolutely. Hey, good. So again, very similar to the volunteering situation and some of the factors for the training programs is this comes down to whether these parties, holiday parties, happy hours, dinners, reception, whatever event you're having, comes down to whether it's required, like whether you are making or strongly uh, strongly suggesting that your employees attend these events if there's a level of you know some kind of coercion or if you just explicitly say that it's mandatory so you have this non-exempt employee if they are required to attend this holiday party then that's going to be compensable time but sometimes it's not that clear where maybe you're having a social event during work hours and it's you know voluntary, but maybe some people don't feel like it's voluntary. And this is a, a pretty common comment from employees during the holidays is they don't necessarily feel like they have the opportunity to decline these events because you know someone makes them feel like it's important for their advancement in the company or 
it's really important to their own manager directly, something like that. So in those cases, you know, you you may have this social event during work hours that may be compensable depending on some of those factors. So when we're advising clients on these issues, we tell them, generally speaking, the easiest way to do it is to have it during work hours that you would have been paying these folks anyway. And, you know, nobody's going to be, you know, that's, you know, kind of a good morale boost for a lot of employees is to know that, you know, you're just socializing for networking purposes to relax a little bit and celebrate whatever holiday is happening at the time. And then you're getting paid for it too. So that's one of the less risky approaches for the holiday party season. Well, great. Well, Erica and Matt, thank you for your insights. Um, As we think about these issues, you know, it occurs to me that we are really talking about hourly or non-exempt employees that we have concerns with on these topics. And if people have more questions about these, you can reach out directly to Erica or Matt, uh, and they will be happy to try and assist you. I will also remind you that we have regular Wage Hour Wednesday webinars. You can find more information about this on our website, fisherphillips.com. You can sign up for our insights where you will receive a regular newsletter or in your email that updates you on the latest developments from a wage and hour standpoint. And then of course, we also have other information posted on the wage and hour page of the Fisher and Phillips website. We appreciate you being with us today, and we hope you have a safe and happy holiday. Thank you. This podcast provides an overview of a specific developing situation. It is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal advice for any particular fact situation. Thank you.